0: I am Avril Rogers, host of The Reflecting Light Show, and I am honored that you're back for another episode. It is February, which means that Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and everywhere that we look there are stuffed teddy bears, balloons with Be Mine on them, and rows and rows of chocolate. But what if Valentine's Day holds no joy for you and the thought of all of those happy couples feeding each other chocolate covered strawberries is enough to make you want to scream or at the very least eat a whole bag of conversation hearts. (laughs) I totally get it because I found myself there one such Valentine's Day in high school. I had no boyfriend nor the prospect of a boyfriend, and I did not want to celebrate Valentine's Day. My school was notorious for having candygrams, and I don't know if you know what these are, but they are most certainly from Satan. Candygrams are simply little Valentine's Day notes with a piece of candy attached, and the guys would buy them for the girls and they would say, be my Valentine or I have a crush on you. Well, I never ever received a candy gram and it just broke my heart each and every year. While all of these other girls were getting their candy grams and then at the end of the day they would talk about who sent them one and how many they had and I was sitting there with nothing. Well, someone must have seen my misery because That particular Valentine's Day, as I got up and went out to my car, there was the best surprise. Inside of it, it was stuffed full with helium balloons that said, be my Valentine. And on my driver's seat was a box of chocolate and not just any chocolate, but Russell Stover's chocolate. This is the very same chocolate that my dad gets my mom every single year for Valentine's Day. And across it was just a simple note that said, your secret admirer. (laughs) Well, I drove to school on that Valentine's Day with my head in the clouds. I was so excited to go to school because I had a secret admirer and I felt loved and I did not care how many candy grams were passed out because I knew that somebody cared enough about me to make it known that I had a secret admirer. Well, I tell you that crazy story because I want to set the stage for a woman in the Bible who felt unloved and unseen just like I did on that Valentine's Day. Her name is Leah, and you may remember her. She was married to Jacob, and Jacob was one of the patriarchs. We had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when it came time for Jacob to pick a wife, he fell head over heels in love with the beautiful Rachel. But Rachel had an older sister named Leah, and on Jacob's wedding night, his father-in-law tricked him and gave Leah to be married to Jacob instead of Rachel. But that's not what Jacob wanted. Jacob wanted to be married to Rachel, and he did not love Leah the same way that he loved Rachel. This is Genesis 29. Jacob's love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah, and he worked for Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord has heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again she conceived. When she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me, because I have borne him three sons. So his name was Levi. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. I always feel so sorry for Leah. You know, there she was, she did not pick this life. She's thrown into it. And year after year, she's conceiving and giving birth and conceiving, giving birth, conceiving, giving birth. And she still cannot gain the love or the attention of her husband. How unloved she must have felt, how unwanted to see how he loved her sister, but he didn't love her. Until finally, she just comes to the end of her rope and she says, This time I will praise the Lord. And that is what she did. She was finding her identity in her husband and in her ability to bear children until finally she just said, You know what? I'm not doing that anymore. This time, I will praise the Lord. And so we see the shift in Leah because what she does then is that she's saying, I'm not going to put my whole hope and identity in Jacob, but I am going to praise the Lord. And that is exactly what the Lord wants for us too. He wants for us to find our full satisfaction and our identity in Him. You know, it's not bad or sinful for us to love another human being. In fact, the Lord set it up that we would be attracted to the opposite sex and that we would want to be married and that we would want to be fruitful and have children. But what He wants first and foremost is for us to find our identity and our self-worth and our approval in Him and Him alone. Because He is the only one who can satisfy us. You know, if we're like Leah and we keep trying to earn another human being's approval, it, they can't handle that. Human beings are not set up to be God. They are set up to be just that, to be human. But if we put our faith in God and we allow Him to love us like only He can, it's then that we'll see ourselves start to flourish. You know, you have an admirer and He writes you Valentine's Day notes and he says things in his word like, How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. That song of Psalm 115. He says, I will go before you, and I will be with you. I will never leave or forsake you. That's Deuteronomy 31, 18. And Psalm 86, 15 says, I am abounding in love and faithfulness. You know, some of you may have experienced in your own relationships some sort of unfaithfulness, and you're afraid to love again. But the Lord says that he will be so faithful to you that he is abounding in love and faithfulness. He goes before you and he will never leave or forsake you. And he calls you beautiful because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you get to know your admirer like this, it's then that you say, you know what? I will love again. But first and foremost, I'm going back to him as my first love and I'm gonna find my full satisfaction in him and him alone. So if this Valentine's Day, you find yourself unloved, maybe go out to the store, buy yourself a box of chocolates, resist the urge to strangle those stuffed teddy bears, and come back and open up God's Word and allow Him to speak these things over you, because you do have an admirer. And that is enough to make any Valentine's Day a happy one. I hope that this has blessed you today, and I hope that you will share it with a friend. I also want to tell you that I wrote a Bible reading plan, on new version called Sweetly Loved by April Rogers. It would be my greatest delight to go through God's Word with you. Happy Valentine's Day. I'll see you next week.